This morning's scripture comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly, as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of this word. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Since March, I have enjoyed hiking in the Brecksville Reservation as a way to get out and to recenter myself, to breathe in the fresh air and to stretch my legs and to give my eyes a break from staring at a screen most of the day. We often hike the same trail or a similar area, and so it's been fun to watch the forest change throughout the months. Back in March, there weren't any leaves on the trees. Everything was brown, and it looked dead. And then slowly, the leaves began to bud on the trees, and grass began to grow, and then flowers bloomed. And the forest was transformed into this lush, green oasis. The trail got smaller as the plants creeped in on the trail. And then the leaves began to change color into bright yellows and oranges and reds. And with each rain and gust of wind, they fell to the ground and they coated the trail. And so we walked on them. Now, this past week, I was out on the trail and everything was brown once more. And it looked like all the life had disappeared from the forest. But this week, I was reminded when I was helping Corey with one of her art lessons that the falling leaves are not simply a sign of death. Because before the leaves fall, the trees suck all of the energy from the leaves and they store it in the branches and the twigs for this long, dark winter that we're headed into. And there's actually life within those dead-looking branches. 
In fact, it's those dead-looking branches, those same branches that I saw bud new leaves last spring. And in a few weeks, they will one, a few months, they will once again bud new leaves. This is apocalyptic hope. Right before today's scripture, Paul, the author of this let, letter to the Thessalonian church, he's referring to what will happen in the final days. For the Lord himself, he says, with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. This day of the Lord, or the final days, or the apocalypse, or whatever you want to call it, it's described again and again and again in Scripture. Isaiah describes it as the ultimate overthrow of God's enemies. In 1 Corinthians, it calls it the day of judgment. And then in other places, it's described as the day of salvation, when Christ comes in final victory and we get to feast at his heavenly banquet. It's when God will make all things right. Heaven will crash down upon the earth. That's what we're talking about here. In chapter 21 of the Gospel of Luke, Jesus says there will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. So, Jesus here is describing 2020. Catastrophic weather events, climate change, war and political upheaval around the world, racial unrest due to centuries of injustice, a global economic insecurity, a national election that we're allowing to tear our nation apart. Oh, and my favorite, murder hornets. And then also, let's not forget, a global pandemic. Now, I might make light of it, but I've heard Christians claiming that we are living through these end times right now. Because what other ex explanation could there be? Our current reality is simply too overwhelming to be anything else. We're experiencing a, a sort of psychological numbing because our brains just aren't used to this constant thinking through every little step to do something. And so we try to find peace and security wherever we can find it, most often in the things that are right in front of us, just like those people in Thessalonica described in today's scripture. Verse 3 states, when they say there's peace and security. This is a phrase that is a reference to this propaganda slogan of the Roman imperial government. Thessalonica was a key trading center in the region, and it benefited greatly from supporting the Roman government. 
and the greater Thessalonian community, they found their security in pledging allegiance to that Roman government. They bought into this imperial religion of the Pax Romana, or the Roman peace. And then verse 3 goes on to say, when they say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and there will be no escape. This superficial peace and security that we try to gain from the world, it won't last. The right president will not ultimately save us. Going back to the security of what we knew with our routines and our ways of life and that normal that we just wish would be here that we had in February, they won't save us. They won't give us true peace. Even the right gifts under the Christmas tree, things in our lives will not save us. The peace and the security that we might find in those things, it's there, but it's very temporary. So where then do we find this peace? Paul tells us in this First Thessalonians scripture, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation like a helmet protecting ourselves when the world feels like it is caving in on us, making it so that we feel like we can't breathe because of the pressure, the armor that is faith in God, unwavering love, and hope of a world where we fully dwell within this kingdom of God. That faith and love and hope, that is where we find the true peace. Apocalyptic hope isn't simply a hope that the end times will come and save us and Jesus will be here and everything will be okay once again. Apocalyptic hope is this hope, this understanding that all of this chaos that we're experiencing, it really is a holy disturbance. It's not just something that I say every week. It's not for nothing, this chaos. But through it, in this very moment, God is working and setting things right. Even though we can't see it, we can't comprehend it, God's kingdom is bursting forth in the here and the now. Apocalyptic hope is the bare tree branches that will be covered in snow and whipped around in the cold November, December, January wind, all while doing the work of preparing new life within. Apocalyptic hope is the understanding that we are the very presence of all God's divine creativity that is in death and in all of the crises of our lives, and as well in this greening and the budding forth of new possibilities. Christ is indeed coming. Christ is always in the process of coming, of being born in the hearts of those who believe, those who root their lives and their future in the deep trust that God is with us 
and that God will see us through. That is apocalyptic hope. And isn't it fun to say? Thanks be to God. During this next song, I invite you to celebrate that soon and very soon we're going to see the King. And I invite you to share your joys and your concerns with us, knowing that anything you post on Facebook, it's on the internet, so anyone can see it. If you would like to share joys and concerns and more privately, please um, go to our website. There is a prayer request, request form on there, and you can also email us and let us know, and we will be praying for you and praying with you. So I invite you to share and, and be united in community in prayer during this song. for prayers for a safe journey for a dear friend Pam who is driving from Atlanta to Cleveland today to see her parents and prayers for her for wisdom um, to make decisions needed for her father. Joseph asked for prayers um, for all those who are working on a vaccine for COVID um, putting their life on the line for that and Marla asked for prayers for the family of Ryder a six-year-old who passed away this past week. Jennifer asked for prayers for the Schrodel family on the loss of their beloved wife and mother, as well as Anita and Greg who lost their daughter and sister. Yes. Dana asked for prayers of thanksgiving for all those who raked leaves at the church yesterday. Yes, thank you for coming and, and making our church um, yard beautiful. I'm always so thankful, she says, for the generosity of this congregation. When Linda asked for prayers of healing for Kathy, who has been hospitalized with COVID. Jenny asked for prayers um, for the family of Bill, who passed away unexpectedly this past week, the brother of her brother-in-law. Elizabeth asked for prayers for Randy, who is currently hospitalized with COVID. 
Tracy asked for prayers for Aunt Barb and Kim. Um, they were diagnosed with COVID. Man, it's like, it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's everywhere. Um, Elaine asked for prayers of joy for the birth of her first great-grandchild, Aubrey Lynn, born on 11-11. And then prayers um, for Kathy, uh, her brother and sister-in-law, Bill and Jean. Jean is in the hospital with COVID, receiving treatment and healing, and her brother has COVID symptoms, um, but not diagnosed yet. And then also um, just prayers for, um, for all of those who are in the midst of school right now and who are um, teaching, who are making difficult decisions and trying to keep um, the children and family and our community safe. And with that, let us go to our Lord in prayer. Holy and beloved Lord, as we have brought before you the names of those people who are near and dear to us, God, we ask for your healing love and your blessing for them. For those who are struggling with COVID, for those who are mourning the loss of a loved one, for doctors and nurses and healthcare staff who are caring for other people's loved ones as if they were their own. For those who are struggling with mental illness or addiction. For those in school, whether they are learning or teaching. God, for those who have small businesses and are making difficult decisions as to how to keep people safe, but also to remain afloat. God, their needs and their are great, and our abilities are limited. But we know that with your love, all things are possible. God, we are grateful for the beauty of each day, for the, the messages and the reminders that your world gives us each day, for the, the birds that sing, for the changing of seasons, and God, we are grateful for new babies born. Now we pause and lift up to you our silent prayers that lay heavy on our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give us courage, O God, and perseverance that we may faithfully proclaim your love to all of your creation, that your name might be known in this place and everywhere. Make us ready to receive you now and always, wherever we are. Thank you, God, for community that comes through the internet and that we can be connected in this way even when we would much rather be together in the same space. Keep us safe, keep us healthy so that we can see each other very soon together. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name as we pray the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It is so good to spend this time together today, and I pray that as you go into this week, as we here in Brexville uh, just might get our first snow of the season, that you will be reminded that no matter what happens, that God is with you and that you have an apocalyptic hope in Christ. As we go from this time together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. See you later. Thank you.